Okay, should we go? Yeah, we should. Here we go. Welcome to Think Outside the Internet, or fuck, <laughs> welcome to Think Outside the Box at the Internet's <laughs> Only Outrage Machine, and a good whoop-woo to you, my good juggalo listener. I am Nathan Hunt, and with me is a very special guest host, Dustin Junker. Dustin, introduce yourself. Hello, it's me, Dustin Junkert. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> it's uncanny. Just kidding. I listened, I, I subscribed to the show, I listened to what you did. <laughs> Cameron takes all of the money that we get from the Patreon and uh, reinvests it into the show as a Patreon uh, supporter. <laughs> it's me, the original, the OG host. Back like a vertebrae. Not like this poochie of a, <laughs> of a guest host, Dustin Junker. He had to go back to his home planet, <laughs> and he died on the way back, or whatever <laughs> how that goes. <laughs> uh, um... Yeah, so this is epi- this is season two. It's what? I was yeah. This is a follow up to. Did we start that in twenty seventeen? Yeah, when did that first? So. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up while, while while you while you say things or whatever. I'm gonna look up. Well, yeah, we did when the, the first. We started, I think, in twenty seventeen with Garth, but that yeah. was all. That didn't take the whole year, no. so we must have started in two thousand seventeen, uh, season two. We started. We've had, wow, we started on New Year's Day of 2018. Oh, interesting. With the first ICP album. Interesting, and it was a kind of a dark time. I think we were like, "Are we going to have to change the format of the show? Is right. the show ruined? Yes. <laughs> like, are we going to be able to bounce back after Garth Brooks? It was a big swing to take <laughs> as the first, or the second season. I mean, after the first season, yeah. big swing. I big mean, chance. I'm glad we went for it. Yeah. And uh, I think I just have such a strange relationship with ICP now um, mm-hmm. where I feel a lot of care for them mm-hmm. and I like care about what they're doing mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, a lot of empathy. And uh, yeah, I just like think about them regularly uh, and people send me like updates about <laughs> when mm-hmm. they see them in the news or mm-hmm. memes or whatever. And they've just become a part of my brain. And uh <clears throat> In a way that I don't think ever would have happened without listening to their entire, well, their discography of studio albums. They right. Yeah. Are too prolific, mm-hmm. and yeah. they make too much stuff. But we've listened to all their studio albums. They could use a good, maybe like films. editor, um, so to speak. Um, yeah, you you don't choose yeah. who you get to love, Cameron. You know, it's it's a very it's a very profound truth that I think really hits home uh, for us because. We, we can't choose to love or not love this insane clown posse of ours. Uh, we, just have to, we just have to love them as they are. And we do. So they, they came out with a new album. They dropped an album on Halloween. Halloween. Which I think they've, they've done before. Was Fear, Fearless Fred Fury, was that dropped on Halloween as well? Or I'm around sure. then? I, Last I think, year? I think they habitually release around Halloween. Because the, right. the fall is the spookiest time of the year. There's ghosts and goblins. If you're unfamiliar with the Insane Clown Posse, it's a spooky group. There's well, spooky. One could even say horror core. Oh. 
Yeah, Fearless Fred Fury was released on October 26th of 2018. That was a long time ago. I, so when we started uh, our season on ICP, mm-hmm. we were talking all about the concept of carnivalesque mm-hmm. and uh, the, the subversive, but maybe also pacifying, like, you know, qualities of, um, of the carnival mm-hmm. and how and to what extent that intersected with uh, what ICP is doing. Right. And um, we we weren't able to stretch that out too too long. I don't know. <laughs> well, they, ha- they also had like, um, at the time, we, uh, I was, I thought I had, um, dang Didn't it, I thought like I had 17 albums. They had like started. so many albums. It was way too <laughs> that many. That is so stupid that we decided to listen yeah. to it. Oh, man. Um, I was trying to pull up the exact number like of episodes that we spent on ICP. Uh, it was fourteen. We spent okay, fourteen weeks straight listening to these these dear little jokes. And have we revisited twice? Maybe, hmm. maybe three times. That's a I don't good even know question. At this point. They make a lot of stuff. They do make a lot of stuff. I know we checked back in with Fearless Red Fury. Not. Not super close to when it came out because it came out at the end of 2018, and I don't think we checked back in until quite a bit later. Uh, looks like our podcast host, uh, their search is down. They have a 503 error. So, so similar to My Chemical Romance, but they've been doing it for way longer than them. Uh, ICP loves to have a high concept album mm-hmm. that they barely address in mm-hmm. the text of the album itself and this is it's got to be one of the least earned concepts mm-hmm. uh so i have here um four paragraphs of a description of what this album is ostensibly about great and there mm-hmm. are maybe three songs of like 16 or 17 songs there's 76 minutes or something yeah it's ridiculous they, they've always done um, that. yeah that's their thing sometimes they explore it more than others mm-hmm. uh but this one is just like they're not even trying then there's not very much carnivalesque in it either mm-hmm. um there's not very much social commentary uh there's more um kind of like self-helpy uh new agey kind of spirituality in it mixed in with their juggalo stuff um, that they hmm. were kind of dipping their toes into uh, post we're sorry we're not sorry that we tricked you they even quote that yeah well maybe we should set the table a little bit so for those of lo- those of us who might be new to the, the these this uh, crazy uh, group of uh, circus clowns um, this posse uh, they're a horrorcore band from Detroit they grew up in some pretty dire poverty and uh they just started like goofing around with like wrestling each other in the backyard and like doing like uh uh trying to be a rap group they started out as the inner city posse and they eventually hit on the insane clown posse same initials and uh managed to like eke out a like niche for themselves as this horrorcore group and it if it became like a social movement um, in a really interesting way uh, that is like inclusive like ellipsis question mark like it it is it is like 
it, it purports itself to be a family that like accepts the outcasts of society, essentially like people who poor grew up in trailer parks, fat people, uh, people who are dumb. I mean, there are, (laughs) there are like some examples on this album of like, you know, flat butt freaks and stuff. Like they, uh, I I think I, I've come, I've come up with a description of what their, what their almost motto is, which Mm -hmm. is anti respectability politics. Yes. And that's a very, well, yeah, they are uh, like intentionally sort of grotesque and embracing their sort of outsider, um, non-respectable vibe and deal and appearance. Um, And sometimes that intersects with them being offensive. mm -hmm. And sometimes it intersects with them being, um, uh, I think, kind of powerfully subversive or mm-hmm. um anti uh Exclusion. anti-authority in yeah, good ways. yeah um yeah so i think it's an interesting it's not like a it's not like south park right it's know? very different from south park yeah it's they not care deeply there's not no trying to tear everyone down there's no cynicism like even when they're goofing it's so earnest it's so even when they're goofing and being ironic or joking or being silly they're doing it so earnestly. They're never cynical about like anything ever. It's kind of a, a neat vibe, at least in that sense. Um, yeah. The other like current running through this is they're shifting uh, concepts and ideology and beliefs. At one point, they reveal themselves as a Christian band and say, "We're not sorry that we tricked you." Um, and then they kind of just like don't really talk about that very much. Uh, except in a fairly co- well, uh, for a few albums they talk about it, but then it kind of just like disappears, and then they don't really like talk about it very much. Um, except in a sort of oblique, kind of positivity, inspirational type way in some songs. It's sort of like Oprah Christianity. Yeah, kind of. It's not like it's it's like you know monotheistic kind of pop religion. Right. I don't think they talk about Jesus. I don't. So it, yeah, I think they say it feels God. Christian but, flavored, right? Because it's like there's like I think that maybe they mention you know kind of like prayer and God and like mm-hmm. a plan and that kind of thing, which feels like Christianity. Yeah, um, modern American Christianity, right? And like the the yeah. the like mall kind, not the um, like bigotry, <laughs> um, like yes. anti mask kind. Yeah. Um, and uh, that reminds me of one of my favorite jokes from Futurama. I love when they like uh, contrast the social mores of the future with the social mores of, of nowadays. And at one point, Bender is like joining this robot religion, and Professor Farnsworth is like, "Why can't he join a mainstream religion like Oprahism or Voodoo?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I "Oh yeah, that. I guess a thousand years from now, it's you know pretty possible that the dominant religions are going to be very different from how they are now." I hope so. <laughs> yeah, the one of the main ones is going to be uh, QAnonism. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, um, okay, uh, sorry we were, to bring it. We to... were giving a background to ICP. Yeah, I Anything think else that's that we what I mentioned. Um, yeah, I mean, just in terms of like my take on their artistic output, I really feel like they peaked in the '90s slash early 2000s, early aughts. And then 
they've kind of been just coasting for a while, at least in my opinion. A lot of their more recent stuff hasn't been super duper strong. Um, this album, I think, is the best stuff they've done in years. Uh, it feels like they're trying way, like way more than they have for a long time, yeah. and it's I, I really enjoy. It. And it's a lot of it's like kind of throwbacky uh, in in some good ways, and you know, there's a little like maybe too much new metal for my taste going on, but uh, you know, you take the good with the bad, and you know, then you have which is saying something, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love my new metal. It's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I want to say that, like, I think, if I remember right, and again, it was over three years ago. Yeah. But I remember the Mighty Death Pop being my favorite album. Mm. And I think that was 2012. Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess maybe their peak wasn't quite as, as far away as what I was saying. But yeah. And I, I think it was your favorite, too. I'm not sure. That You might be right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The... I think you and I are also in pretty different places from three years ago, which is hopefully a, a good thing that people are growing and changing. Um, and I think uh, the like discourse in broader culture has changed a lot as well. And that's a great point. You know, there's, there's a lot more like fandoms that are kind of exploding or imploding based on offensive things that people do, you know, whether it's like, outright abusive in terms of like sexual harassment or assault or if it's just insensitive like the whole bean dad kerfuffle um there's been a lot more of just like fandoms and niche cultures uh tearing themselves apart based on um i'm (laughs) i'm really trying hard not to use the word cancel culture because i think that is a, a bullshit term that doesn't mean anything and is invented by uh, people who use it only in bad faith. Um, but there has been a lot more of people like losing uh, fans or losing status based on them doing or saying offensive things. And it's really interesting to come back to ICP in light of that. Yeah. I would also argue, mm, I don't know if I can actually argue this. It's just a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's not even anecdotal. Mm-hmm. I feel like stuff has calmed down since Joe Biden got elected. <laughs> like, well, not not since he got elected, since he got since his igno- inauguration. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it got real rough right before then. <laughs> but um, yeah. since you've been gone, I, feel like, I can breathe for the first time, <laughs> etc. Yeah, orange orange been gone. Yeah, <laughs> everything orange been gone. But, <laughs> in in all seriousness, like. Uh, as much as I fucking hate Joe Biden and think he's a terrible person. Yeah, let's go, Brandon. I think, <laughs> I think stuff has cooled off a bit uh, Yeah, since, uh, since Trump hasn't been in office. Uh, and it is re- relieving. Very I hope much that so. it hasn't. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that I don't, <laughs> that I think cooling off when I'm trying to, You're just trying to say everything's fixed now forever. America's back and we don't have to worry about it or check in or vote in the, in the, you know, the midterms or whatever. We can just sort of cool it, check out, have fun. There, there are some ways that I think things shouldn't be cooled off. Obviously is what I'm trying to say. The ways that have been nice that have cooled off is I think that, um, I think that white people in particular are having, less 
explosive identity anxiety <laughs> in mm. our country. Yeah. And I think we've, we did our thing. We had our like fit where we're just like, what do we do? <laughs> and then I think we've like le- actually made enough progress internally to be like, okay, I'm going to take a break. Yeah. Which I think is good. It's good to take breaks. You got to take breaks. You can't just be, you know, working all the time or well, working on yourself all the time. Not, not the way that we were. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At least. And I think this is evidenced on the black TikTok right now, because right now on black TikTok, and again, I don't know what's actually a trend or what's just algorithm, but what I'm seeing on black TikTok is a lot of um, really lovely, lovely roasting of white people. Uh, specifically, there's a trend where uh, black folks on TikTok are um, making fun of Wave. They, as far as I know, Google invented Wave, invented wave. Uh, not A-A-V-E, but W-A-V-E, white American vernacular English. Oh, because- I thought you were talking about the sound format. WAV. No, <laughs> no make, um, they're not making fun of it as much as saying like, hey, people say that white people don't have culture, but, you know, saying my dogs are barking rules and <laughs> is hilarious and holding out your keys and saying you won't get very far without these ah. is comedy gold every time. <laughs> That's amazing. Those are such yeah. good examples, too. My dogs are barking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, and, sometimes uh, I say some of those just wacky little folksy things and, and Rachel uh, accuses me of making them up <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, somewhat, somewhat uh, uh, facetiously or joking. You do go hard for the wave. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. Boy, howdy. I do. <laughs> you hang 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm, you know. I'm being silly about it, but I think it is, I think it is a sign (laughs) that things have cooled off a little bit, Mm -hmm. that the discourse isn't that like, um, everyone, including white people saying like white people are (laughs) are the devil and it's changing (laughs) to be like, it's okay. It's you're, you've been, you've been promoted to silly. (laughs) Yeah. Now that we've established that white people are the devil, we can make fun of the devil. (laughs) Now that everyone knows that it's true, we can be like, ha, look at that silly old devil. Yeah. Um, okay. What? So, yeah, we were saying the difference. Should, yeah. should, I, read, should I read the um, what this album is ostensibly about? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do that and then get into the songs. Let's not do okay. too much table setting. It's been a while since we've talked. I'm having a lovely time hanging out with you. Me too. Had a yeah. few drinks. Had yeah. some chocolate. I'm eating cookies. uh, I'm drinking tea. Yeah. Uh, This is the, these are the liner notes. Get ready. Great. I might quit halfway through. There's a lot. She grows within the necrotic fields of the Mm. echo side among the decomposing bodies of vile sinners who slowly fester yet do not die. Living every moment of indescribably agony (laughs) as their very guts rot away from within from this hor- horrific shadow realm, she derives the nutrients she needs to infuse herself with a dark life. Her unyielding beauty radiates like a comet in the coldness of space. And yet it is a stark contrast to what lies within. Everything about her 
is inviting, and yet she is death personified. Her intoxicating smell stimulates the fondest memories of forgotten youth, hmm. yet causes one to age rapidly and die. Huh. One touch of her luminescent skin causes the body to seize with a deadly venom as it races its way to the heart. They finally got enough money to buy a thesaurus. Damn. <laughs> Look at him go. Variably, indubitably, vis-a-vis. <laughs> and when pulled from the ground, she releases spores that infect the air for miles around. Really? Causing her victims to choke, unable to breathe. That's what choking oh, is. both of those. Okay. Um... I can't read this whole thing. Um, <laughs> her name, which sometimes can be heard in ghostly whispers floating on the wind in the deepest, darkest woods of our world. Thank you for clarifying. Mm-hmm. Ellipses is Yum Yum Bedlam. Uh, so this album is ostensibly about um, whatever the opposite of the divine feminine is. <laughs> this is about right. um, the infernal feminine. This is about a siren song of a uh, the, the the sexiness and danger of women. Um, however, uh, there is no metaphor, as far as I can tell, other than just like you know. Um, sometimes women make me upset, a man, <laughs> <laughs> and and sometimes they'll get you. Uh, but there's no like social commentary at all. I I think. It's just like, wouldn't it be cool if, like, you know, uh, a woman killed a man instead of a man killed a man, like in the rest of our albums? Yeah, I mean, they're they're like concepts, and they're uh, like, not vil- villains is not quite the right word, but they're like figures of the dark carnival. I'm thinking of like the Great Malenko or the 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 brothers Jake and Jack, the ones who are like all fiery and burning and stuff. They they've never really like ex. They, like use those to explore much social commentary. I think the closest they got was um, just having some of those creations like punishing people for being like hypocrites or exploiting people. I think that's the closest they've really ever gotten to like social commentary. Um, from like the concepts themselves, right? I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then there's recurring themes. Oh, the Jekyll brothers, the right? The Jack and Jake oh, the Jekyll. Jekyll brothers. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious because it's like the that's supposedly the in control one mm-hmm. of the of the duo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, or is he? Or is he? Mm-hmm. Um, 30, fa- 30, 30 odd foot of grunt. <laughs> Doctor Jekyll, played by Russell Crowe, <laughs> two thousand seventeen film The Mummy. Oh, really? Apparently. I never saw it. I haven't seen it. Okay, cool. Um, uh, yeah, uh, there was one thing I was going to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of imagery in what you just read that doesn't really jive with uh, Yum Yum herself. There's all this stuff about spores and like poisoning and stuff. But from the cover of the album and from the songs itself, it seems like a pretty straightforward just like chomping plant. It chomps you. It's got a big spiky mouth from like a Mario game and it chomps you. That's it. Yeah, but also I guess she's like like a sexy brat doll. Oh, yeah. I mean, she, like, Little lures you in by doll, being a Bratz me. doll. Um, uh, yeah, she yeah. lures you in by being a Bratz doll. But then, once you get close, she chomps you. And you, you can see, like, if, if you zoom in on the on the cover of the album, there's that, like, oh-so-alluring face that all of us are sexually attracted to. 
And if you if you look closely, <laughs> it's got <laughs> straight pan. Everyone wants to be eaten even by ace. This plant. Even ace people are just like <laughs> in uncontrollably attractive. Admit it, ace Admit. listeners. Admit it. <laughs> I'm looking at um, you, gray sexuals. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a sexual attraction to make you want to draw near to it, Cameron. Um, but yeah, if you look closely at this alluring brat's-headed figure, you will see that her head has a jagged line going down it, which represents the split between the two chompy mouth parts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you said which represents that, I assumed it was going to follow with a metaphor, but it didn't, of course, because there's really no metaphorical way. I, I, they infected, I, I, I started talking like them. I just threw I just threw representing in there for no reason, even though it wasn't talking about representation. I was hoping that there were going to be some horrorcore female guest rappers and stars on mm-hmm. this, and there was a very very bone throwing amount of uh, of that, and I was I was disappointed. I was hoping that they were going to sort of turn. Uh, some of their, because they've like you know talked about like wife beaters and stuff, yeah. Um, before, but in the also sense that they that they think that they should be going to hell and like chopped up in a yeah, big they saw put them on the same level as yeah. like cops, right? In a bat in in like a, <laughs> and they put cops on a low level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're the heroes. We don't serve. Yep. <laughs> the blue line, the white beaters, and the cops. <laughs> which one's which? Who knows? I mean, it's, it's that Venn diagram's a circle. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> At least um, I think that's unreported. I think the unreported is probably much higher. So yeah, uh, this album is not about what it says it's about, but there's some pretty fun stuff in here. Yeah, and that's par for the course it has some great songs one of the things i really appreciated about it some of the production is a bit like throwbacky to some of their earlier albums which i think i prefer i don't think their music is all that suited for like trap um beats but also they have flow on this album like their last several albums have been a lot of like na 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 several albums yeah the first several albums too yeah they started there and they went back to it there's like rhythmic flow and delivery on this album and some like syncopation and internal rhyming on some lines like the craft the care that they put into it is like I mean like I said they're trying it seems like it's the hardest they've been trying in years and apparently they um Wikipedia doesn't have a ton about this. I was trying to find more info about it and not being super successful, but apparently the EP they released earlier this year, uh, which is called Yum Yum's Lure, was pretty poorly received by fans. And so ICP huh. kind of like scrambled to rework this 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 full-length album, the Yum Yum Bedlam, um, to uh, sort of, I guess improve it and try to, you know, address the concerns that people had said about Yum Yum's lore. But it's I, a real um, The Last Skywalker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Oops. Rise of Skywalker. Except it actually came out good. I still haven't seen that movie. If you had told me 20 years ago, Nathan, there there's going to be a Star Wars movie that you cannot bring yourself to watch or, or you, you cannot bring yourself to overcome your boredom to watch. I would have been like, you're crazy. That would never happen. And here we are. Here we are. 
All right. Should um, we jump into the songs? We said we were going to a while ago. Yeah, we did. Um, oh, I didn't load them into my soundboard. <gasps> what a great uh, like engineer I am. Oh, I by the way. I specifically took a bite of chocolate planning on you playing a sound sample. You well, asshole. I will, I will fill the time by saying this. Uh, Cameron, you are never allowed to leave again <laughs> because I cannot edit the shows. Uh, I had such a hard time with the last episode. I recorded it all wrong. I did a bunch of dumb stuff. And then I like did it all wrong in the editing and, and whatnot. And it was a, this whole fiasco. Um, I kept like promising I was going to deliver the episode and then breaking that promise. So thank you for doing all the editing you've been doing. And also you're yeah. never allowed to not do it <laughs> ever again. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first song is called Intro, much like a lot of ICP albums start. That's that's pretty. I kind of like that. That's pretty good. I love the like the super cartoony like <laughs> sound, um, that big chomp sound, and then the like, it's it's very horrorcore. The like, um, yeah. what they're doing with the uh, the the music and the yum yum. Kind into that. Another fool whose soul my acids will slowly digest. Your agony is my delight. As every lick of faith you had in me is so yum yummy. Getting into some Justin Booper territory. Uh-huh. <laughs> Got uh, that yeah. yummy. The siren, siren song. Yeah. And um, that's it. That's that's it. I mean, she's got acid. She's going to dissolve. I mean, kind of like a fly trap. Um, you know, it's they're not the first people to envision a, a female villain as being like a Venus flytrap hmm, that lures mm-hmm. uh, the men in and chomps them up and dissolves them and whatnot. I think Poison Ivy from the Batman uh, comics and movies. I've only ever seen that character in the movies because I don't really read the comics. But um, yeah, who, who was that in the movie? That wasn't Nicole Kidman, was it? it? Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Okay, that's the one. Yeah. I really want to rewatch those movies because I think uh, Joel Schumacher might be secretly a genius. Uh, but. <laughs> It is a hot take, but I will qualify that by saying a genius in extremely specific ways. Most geniuses are. Yeah. But like, you know, half of his movies are, are, well, at least the one I saw recently, half genius and half like, not so great. Anyway. Should we we move on? Here comes the carnival. Here it comes. Which is flying high above the ground. Monkey on the shoulder, blind man yells, pick it! For the abusive and free for the bigots. A life pass for your soul, what is heal? Just put your hand on the book and say, Deal! This sounded like Taylor Swift to me. Yeah, it's really like positive vibes, man. It's triumphant, you know? Even the like. I, I put a, a sample of Blank Space because I think it kind of sounds like Blank Space mm. a little bit. 
Oh, in let's its, listen to in that. its tone, mm-hmm. in its progression. Yeah, let's take a listen. I can make the bad guys good for a weekend. So it's gonna be forever. Yeah. Or it's gonna go down in flames. You can tell me when it's over. Mm-hmm. If the high was worth the pain. Got a long list of ex-lovers. They'll tell you I'm insane. Cause you know I love the players. And you love the game. Cause we're young and we're reckless. Yep. Yeah, this sort yeah. of like pop anthem yeah. kind of sound. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun with these lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> To take this like very like poppy bubblegum kind of sound and and have it be about like oh, uh, murdering racists. Yes. Oh <laughs> shit. Solid B minus who is um, uh, with us in our live stream on Discord. I don't know if we've mentioned it so far this episode, but we are um, we are doing a, a new thing where we are actually managing to pull off a live stream on our Discord where you can follow along with us as we record and see our bright shining faces. <laughs> And uh, Solid B Minus, who's following along, points out they're getting some Steal My Sunshine vibes. You know that song, right, Cameron? I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's see if I can route it correctly. I kind of love that song. <laughs> it's not good, but I, I, I like it's a it's a continuing theme. You can't choose what you love, Cameron. You just can't. <laughs> um, I, I want to do it at karaoke sometime. I think that'd be fun. It's pretty high though. Uh, Salt B minus says no. It's awful, but it rips. <laughs> uh, so in verse two, they say strong man picked a volunteer from the crowd, ripped his head right off his neck. The <laughs> cheer was loud. That's a great There's and very non-forced rhyme. <laughs> yeah. A human cannonball launched into a wall. <laughs> I like that. That's a great image, actually. <laughs> uh, you, you can just like picture it. That's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Um. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of these lyrics are, like, kind of perfunctory, and it feels like they're phoning it in at times, maybe. Um, Shaggy's got this verse where he's like, Cloaked in the fog, wagons slowly creep. Tents are erected as town folk sleep. Cue the music and lights, come gather round. Three witches flying high above the grounds. Uh, monkey on the shoulder, blind man yells tickets. Free for the abusive and free for the bigots. And the reason That's it's free. the closest they get to, like... Because they want, they want to kill everyone. You know, yeah, but they want to kill everyone, but especially the bad people. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna take they got double killed. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's so. Uh, just very quickly for like people who maybe haven't experienced the entire run of ICP with us, um, they have this overarching idea of the dark carnival and what it is. Like, if you were to find it in a sentence, it would probably change slightly or significantly from album to album but fairly consistently it's like a a uh, a place of moral arbitration it's sort of like where people are judged and sentenced uh, in a supernatural way to what they deserve um so you like, know like at a carnival you know like at a carnival <laughs> uh guess your weight is right next to guess your destination in the afterlife um 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, so they, they have a lot of like, um, I don't know, bigot, like in these lyrics here, the bigots will go and like get munched up in like some sort of saw machine. Uh, but it's also like, they're also saying like, it's fun, come and get killed. You know, yeah. It says, um, let's all become maggot feed, the wicked clowns will never die. Yeah. The, the, I mean, that's, yeah, that's like the whole tension of like the horror core and um, yeah, sort of like celebrating the grotesque and the awful and the repulsive um, and dead and decay and all that stuff. One more quick note about Taylor Swift, maybe before we move on, is um, I think she just either released Red or some singles from Red. Mm-hmm. And apparently she, there's like a Becca was telling me that there's like a 10 minute version of like one of the, one of the songs. Whoa. Um, that's like totally different. And, uh, this is her, her like re-recordings of her old albums. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The ones that she did because of the rights issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it, it, it feels like she's doing it more like a victory lap. She's in, isn't trying to like literally just remake the, the yeah. recordings. It's, I admire and that it, so much. Cause it's like, it's great. It's like they dared her. It's like, yeah, well, what are you going to do? Record your own new versions of it? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I do kind of wish that she had literally just tried to do them exactly the same. Mm, I mean, yeah. I, we should do an episode at some time, at some point, where we like maybe take some songs from, from each one. Yeah. Or well, something. Maybe if I were her, and I will be someday, uh, I would maybe like take the singles or the songs that feel like they would be, you know, licensed for soundtracks or commercials or whatever, what have you TV shows. Yeah. And just try to re record those pretty much as close as possible, uh, as the fuck you to the guy who uh, screwed her over with yes. the, like recording rights. And then you could get more fun and experimental and like spread your wings a little bit on the non licensed tracks, the album cuts. So, one more thing I wanted to say about Taylor Swift was that um, there's like a, a new. Uh, oh, Becca is texting me. She did recreate them exactly in most cases. She just also made some other stuff. Yeah. Ah, booyakasha! Uh, that rules. Thanks, Becca. Yeah. <laughs> from the three point line. Oh yeah. From half court. <laughs> uh, all the way in our bedroom. I, I mostly understand those terms. Yeah. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> um. <laughs> Let's go sports. And, uh, <laughs> uh, one more thing I wanted to say is there's now a new generation of like Zoomers who uh, now hate John Mayer and Jake Gyllenhaal because they just learned that like they're old and they dated Taylor Swift and uh, were shitty mm-hmm. to various extents. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, like, John Mayer, like, retweeted, um, you know, I'll put this in the learning links. He chose, like, one person to um, to respond to, like, mm-hmm. on his Instagram, um, who, you know, was like, I hope you choke and die, or whatever. Like, oh. really, like, want me to die? <laughs> hmm. That's maybe so. not the best way to respond to that. That's probably not going to get you great results there, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, should we move on? Yes, we should. Uh, mm, we can talk about Wretched real quick, I guess. There's, I don't think there's a ton to talk about here. At least I don't have a lot. Um, but we can listen to it real quick. Song three, Wretched. Infected. The vicious. The dead. 
Yeah, so on The Genius, there's an excerpt from an interview uh, with Rolling Stone, the Violent J. uh, He says, The song was inspired by a couple of podcast episodes ICP did for their Patreon called Descent into the Abyss of Evil. Uh, explored some of the most villainous figures in history and he says I was inspired to write Wretched because put it this way there's Hollywood insanity like the Riddler where it's almost cool or Hannibal Lecter or Michael Myers and then there's the type of insanity that's so nasty it ain't cool at all and that's Wretched (laughs) and I feel like really like this is I feel like this is more of the same of stuff you've been doing since you know 1991 uh Violent it, it kind of reminds me of like Slayer, like making songs about Nazis and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, wow, wow. I just like want to like kind of soak in this because <laughs> it's inherently interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not. It's really not. And <laughs> they're he, not making a case for why it's interesting. And he's not. He doesn't really have anything to say about it. He's just like, hey, this there, there are bad people, and um, here's some a bunch of disconnected images. Uh, yeah. Blood soaked and nude outside, I dance and scream. Dead body floating down the bloody stream. Preacher cried, fell on his knees to pray. Each eyeball melted, leaking down his face. I'm lonely, but not alone. There's several voices in my dome, etc. It's like, all right, doesn't sound that bad. Doesn't? Yeah, I mean that's that's a pleasant <laughs> Saturday bad, afternoon. Yeah, it's um, not like a Mangala. Yeah, <laughs> levels. <or> true. <laughs> true. That is true. Um, yeah, and they've talked about a lot worse on their songs. So I don't know. It's. Yeah. It would. This would be more fun if it was like, I don't know, if it was more of a narrative and was like grounded in this one character and like following them around, um, rather than like, I don't know. I was hoping yeah. for a new Night of the Axe yeah. sequel. Night of the something. Morning of the Axe. Uh, Brunch of the or, Axe. <laughs> Day of the Axe. Early Day afternoon of the Axe. Axe. Um. Yeah, let's move on to... Uh, oh, actually, I had um, I got an extra sound sample for this one. Uh, there's a moment of flow I wanted to point out. Um, as I was listening Ooh. to this album and taking sound samples for it, I was like, I'll just, I'll just take some extra sound samples of um, some examples of better ICP flow than what we've typically been seeing for a while. Uh, and there's this one here. The only good thing is the taste that chop them all full off the face. They're slowing quickly, caught when chased and left to waste. Life erased, oceans all dried up in place. The human race, a true disgrace. It's not amazing flow, but he's got some syncopation. He's like, it feels like he's actually kind of um, treating his voice as a rhythmic instrument, which he hasn't been on a lot of songs for, you know, a lot of the recent albums. Um, yeah, I, there are better examples later on in the album. It's a step above. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You want to get onto clown dripping? Yeah, I let's, really do. Let's get drippy. Cocoon and live in them. It will come out at sex to see, no doubt. I forgive them. They know my clown swag and miss from my scrotum. In fact, I'm scolding your mama now already. Told her she's too old to hold them. But when they hang low and dip towards the southwest, I jump and stomp the tip of a pogo stick deep in your it's chest. Clown dripping. What a deeply silly song. 
Yeah. It's so fun. He's <laughs> so silly and stupid. He's the real clown of the group. Like, Violent J is not very clown like, but Shaggy he's really so is. so serious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Violent Two Dope shows up. He's just like, I'm going to talk about how my. Like, he's going to talk about how he's ugly. Uh huh. He likes fat um, women. Yeah, and and how he's like. He's low status. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. That's always his bit. Yeah. And Violent J is not trying to commit to a certain kind of status, but he's always self righteous. But Two Dope like jumps in and is yeah. like, "Yeah, my balls are stinky." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can you can it's always funny. tell like Violent J is always the one who's like wants to get into like the religion, the philosophy, and um, the lore and building up the mythology. And you can tell that like even when Shaggy participates in that, he's kind of like, I get yeah, I'm kind of like doing some lines about this stuff, and I guess I'll try to help build this mythology. But you can tell his heart's not really in it. He really wants to talk about how he loves fat women <laughs> and how his balls are, like, hanging down to his knees and whatnot. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he's, he's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's ironically the breath of fresh air in this band. <laughs> yes, yeah. Stinky balls and all. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot um, more Shaggy on this album too, and that's part of why it's better than some of the more recent ones. I I think yeah, it, you really need both voices you do. to balance it out. Yeah, you really <laughs> do. The Violent J only songs are like oh, you got you got to get Tito back in here. Yeah, exactly. ready to go. Uh huh. Um, um. There's so I keep hearing Shaggy the Airhead. Um, yes. Which I guess is not Shaggy Too Dope. It's not. But that's the producer mm-hmm. for a lot of these songs. Yeah. Um, a lot, some of the people, I, I ended up on a thread on the Juggalo subreddit, um, which I am resolving to spend more time in, I think. Um, interesting stuff Good. going on there. Good for you. Yeah. Um, called First Impressions of Listening to Yum Yum Bedlam. Leave your comments below. This was 18 days ago, I think, when it first came out. Uh, and basically everyone in the thread is like, yeah, we hate uh, Shaggy the Airhead's production. They particularly hate how every single one of the songs he produces, there is a very loud uh, like audio signature of a woman saying, Shaggy the Airhead on the beats or whatever she says. Yeah. It's not the best signature. Right. But um, whatever. I mean, that's normal. I guess. music. I guess. Is that the producer, you know, DJ Sometimes. I mean, it's not unprecedented. It's not, yeah. you know, compulsory or whatever. Um, um, I took a bunch of sound samples, uh, or yeah. two at least. Do you want to do That's the intro here? Yeah. I think this intro is great. Drugs we love them, scrub like living, they go chugging, no fucks given. Drugs we shove them, look forgiven, fake jugger hoes who front for a living. It must suck to hump a dick and play to something you punks was given. That's we hug them, you we dipping, always wicked clown dripping. Cheer the day I'm deceased, cause if I'm sent to hell at least you know I'm there to slay the beast. Yeah. I love that Looney Tunes shit. Like yeah. anything that's just like cartoons. Yes. It's so great. I love the yeah. like back and forth too of like, uh, yeah, just like rapid fire, like little short uh, phrases back and forth from one to the other. I like that vibe. Yeah. Um, we get a little like 
Shaming of sex workers here. Fake jugahoes who front for a living. It must suck to hump a dick in. Is that what that I think so. is? I th- is that swerfing? I don't... I think I that... Know. Well, it might be swerming. <laughs> I don't know if... if, if uh, would, you, would you describe them as feminists, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to go on record saying that Violet James Shaggy two different feminists. They're very body positive. I um, mean, in a way, <laughs> in their own way. It's like it's a wave that we haven't gotten to yet. <laughs> it's the infinityth wave of feminism. <laughs> oh, hey, cool! I was wondering what the episode title would be. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so accurate to those ICP boys. <laughs> Oh, man, they're on a whole nother level. Uh, um, I've got a sound sample, another example of uh, flow that I wanted to uh, bring to the table. I wish I had, like, notated these better so I knew what part of the song it's from, but here it is. I'm going to keep on stabbing you till I'm stabbing a slab of goo. Racist cops get chopped, eyes popped out, and rocks popped in. With a sharp-ass bony knee to the neck as they face gets sucked in. Fago soda pop, drop, top, pop, fizz bubbles. This cat candy moonless. Shaggy's in the pocket. Yeah. Shaggy's in that fucking yeah. pocket on that one. Damn. Yeah. Uh, also, I love the I, like the like slightly delayed um, racist cops. Racist cops get shot. Eyes popped out and rocks popped in. He kind of like like delays that last syllable just like a tiny bit. Yeah. Violent J does. Um, yeah. I, I really like, um, I'm gonna keep on stabbing you till I'm stabbing a slab of goo. Classic ICP lyric. That's the kind of shit I want to see from these guys. That rules. (laughs) It's so funny. It's like, um, uh, itchy and scratchy. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, I think it, it points out, like, the charm of the killer clowns and, like, their horrorcore approach. It's like, it's, they're talking about some deeply horrific and violent acts that would be very unsettling. And, you know, speaking as someone who has been stabbed, literally, uh, not great. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but they just talk about it in such a silly and cartoony way that it kind of ends up being like enjoyable. This it's it's like it it like short circuits your brain and, and your brain's like, huh, this is fun. Um, I took another sound sample. I don't remember. Mm. It says um, too dope and his Looney Tunes balls. Oh. So I don't remember what this is about. Oh, is this from this it? song? Oh, it is. Yes, 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 yes. Here we go. That is some Pompoko shit. <laughs> Bouncing around on his ball sack. <laughs> like those Tanuki. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure that um, 
since since the Ghibli stuff has made it onto HBO <laughs> Go or now or mm-hmm. whatever it's called, the ICP has been catching up <laughs> mm-hmm. and all that wacky tanuki mm-hmm. <laughs> antics. Shenanigans. Uh, let me read that in case people kind of tuned it out. Mm-hmm. It's too dope with a ball sack big as the Tokyo Aerodome. That's quite big. I bounce around on him because they don't give my legs room. <laughs> he can't even not, walk. Not a rhyme. so big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's this kind of, it, this is the clowning stuff, you know, because he's yeah. like, he's doing the rap thing where he's bragging. Right. But the thing that he's bragging about is not, uh, does not reflect kindly on him right it's not a, it's you brag about having big balls metaphorically but he's saying no i like have a condition i literally can't um, walk <laughs> i can't walk i bounce around on that's yeah. like what he excels at it's is so that kind of it's so exaggerated absurdity. i love it yeah <laughs> uh and then he develops this idea he keeps these going toes yeah want to wrap all up cocoon and live in them did you say these toes these hoes these hoes yeah and won't come out. It's it's ecstasy, no doubt. I forgive him. <laughs> that's like that's like a Shakespeare line, like a, an aside. It's great. I love it. That, like I said, yeah. they got a thesaurus. They've got they know the word ecstasy now, and not just in the drug sense. <laughs> yeah, there. I, I appreciate the development of these ideas. He's he's going to say something absurd, and then he's like, "Okay, where else can I go with this?" Yeah, um, it's kind of a masterclass. I'm like, storing women in my balls (laughs) and they live in there for me but i know that they're having a good time so like (laughs) let them do it yeah it's so bizarre and it's a thought (laughs) process i would never have and now i've witnessed it yeah i can't have that (laughs) you can't not have this experience anymore (laughs) yeah um They know my clown's swag and miss from my scrotum. In fact, I'm scolding your mama now. Already told her she's too old to hold him. So he gets a yo mama joke in there, too. Yeah. Should we listen to Gangsta Code? Yeah. Uh, not my favorite song, but let's listen to it. You're blown up, obliterated. So quit crying over, dude. Man the fuck up. Stand the fuck up. It ain't your fault. He read his luck up. <laughs> I took a bullet, too. But I ain't tripping. Pop the clips in, but don't be like him and cause slipping. I enjoy the production on this song a lot. It's like hmm. country. Mm-hmm. It's like got a country chorus, and then it's got like slide guitar mm-hmm. uh, the entire time. Right. And I think it's totally confusing in a fun way <laughs> yes it's deeply confusing um i wonder if they took any inspiration from like uh little nas x and like old town road maybe like, yeah. i mean they've incorporated like um country stuff before but it's that's usually true. to shame white hillbillies right that's true um chicken and to, to yeah. shame poor racists yeah, to and draw caricatures. Right. But now they're just doing it because it sounds good. Yes. <laughs> Which exactly. I appreciate. Um, this is one of those songs that's like, it, it's kind of hard to parse. It's it's interesting in that way. There, there's another, at least at least one more on this album that I kind of had the same feeling about where they do a lot of, uh, they say a lot of shitty things that don't seem to be jokes, uh, but then they in- undercut them later with some of the circumstances. So what I'm talking about is um, there's uh, 
uh, there's some like pretty homophobic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the idea is there's this crew of like gangsters and they're mourning one of their fallen like fellow you know comrades, fellow gangster people in the same gang. And at the end of uh, verse two, he says, "The way y'all sit around crying over this one dead busta made me think he blew a mean dick. He musta." There's a lot of like. I think that rhyme is funny. <laughs> I mean, it is funny. <laughs> he must have, yeah. Um, also, you know, considering the fact that, like, bust has its own other meaning, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's, like, that. There's, like, shaming people for crying and, like, some of that, like, you know, gender policing yeah, type stuff. Yeah, he refers to it as bitchelit. Uh, bitchetism. Bitchetism, yeah. Um, but then... The, there's a Shyamalan at the end. There's a twist. Uh, he's like, uh, uh, fucking tragedy. Look what I took for the team. Hold up. Where's the mirror? What the fuck? Where's my reflection? How could this be true? Wait a minute. Let me lift this sheet up off of a dude. My God, there I am. Bullet hole in my forehead. Off a it's, dude. Yeah, a dude. It's me you've all been warning on the floor dead. So this apparently it's been a ghost who's been like really shitty and like shaming them and being like, ha, you're, you must be like, gay crybaby bitches and then it's like oh shit they're actually mourning me uh oops and yeah it's it's you know it, it are they are they using it as a way to undercut the like um uh what's the word you know the like more offensive parts of the song is that are they using that as a tool to kind of like examine this character and show that the his um like shittiness is uh not only unfounded but like directed at his self ultimately yeah i'm not i'm not sure um yeah a lot of this song it is it isn't just shaming them for being uh emotional it's Mm -hmm. saying real loyalty is not grieving Mm -hmm. but is processing your feelings through revenge right yeah um, it kind of remind, reminds me of this uh, Kendrick Lamar song, um, XXX. It's from Damn. And uh, what is he? Let me see if I can find it here. Um, I wait in front of an N-word spot and watch him hit his block. I'll catch an N-word leaving service if that's all I got. I'll chip an N-word then throw the blower in his lap walk myself to the court like bitch I did that and then it gets real here ain't no black power when your baby killed by a coward I can't even keep the peace don't you fuck with one of ours it'd be murder in the street it'd be bodies in the hour ghetto bird on the street paramedics on the dial let somebody touch my mama touch my sister touch my woman touch my daddy touch my niece touch my nephew touch my brother you should chip an n-word then throw the blower in his lap Matter of fact, I'm about to speak at this convention and call you back. Mm. Um, I think I've probably mentioned it at the song before, uh, in the podcast before, but I think maybe they're kind of doing similar things. Um, I think Kendrick Lamar is being ironic in this mm-hmm. song. I think he's talking about the pressure to perform power through anger as opposed to feeling... Um, to actually grieving and processing trauma and mm-hmm. loss. Um, and I think that's what this song is about. Um, and in a maybe smaller, much less artful and graceful way, 
maybe that's what this song is about too because mm-hmm. it's uh violent j is say is having all this machismo and then it's say you know and then it Delicious ends with machismo. him saying mm. <laughs> with him saying oh i didn't know this was about me the whole time mm-hmm. he doesn't go on to say maybe i'll take the things back but right. maybe he doesn't need to but i think it is kind of kind of interesting yeah but again you know obviously not as interesting as any kendrick lamar song right but. yeah no uh, this is not a band that's main goal is to be like intellectually interesting in that way um we should uh we should try to move a little bit faster so it's almost ten thirty now um i have i want to talk about queens definitely the drunk in the attic addict at least a little bit slap nut maybe quickly Carnival of Lights and the last song Ain't No Time are definitely ones I want to talk about. Yeah, um, I really want to talk about Insomnia. I think that's what, maybe one of their best songs. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's move so, on to Queens. That's track number. That's five. the only one that I'm going to say I want to do, and we'll, whatever else you want to do is cool with me. Okay. Great. So this one is we cool. can't do all these songs. It's too long. It's this too album long. It does not need to be this long. It doesn't. No, this and this is another recurring theme of ICP. They all their all their albums have like between sixteen and like nineteen songs and they could, you know, use a little extra editing. Um so this song is called Queens and it's not about the Burra. Go off, Queen! Slay. Uh, Slay Queen is basically what this song is. <laughs> I I think that melody in the chorus is great. It's one of the most interesting melodies they've written. Yeah, well... All the flowers that... The, uh, let me actually read it. All the flowers that she planted in the backyard All died since she went away That is like jumping around... It's uh, using blue notes. It's in like the Mixolydian scale. <laughs> like it's doing like crazy stuff, and it has all these weird jumps. Yeah, I yep. I think it's. Cool. You know who wrote that melody? No, Prince. Apparently. That's a Prince melody. Yeah, at least according to the Genius annotations. Um, uh, let me see if I can. It's apparently from "Nothing Compares to You." Um, so let me see if I can find it uh, in this song on Spotify. Same lyrics, not the same melody. No. No. Huh. Okay. I mean, there's some little similarities mm-hmm, in those mm-hmm. melodies. They're but, not uh, totally it's dissimilar. Pretty, yeah. pretty different. Yeah. Okay. I take it back. I was misled <laughs> by the genius annotator. Well, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, should we talk about the song? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's basically go off Queen. Uh, it's ma- Is it their first, like, specifically positive uh female celebrating song about women i don't know they have too many songs they have like, too many it's songs possible that they've had some but i mean i feel like a lot of times when they talk about women it's in kind of a um 
not necessary. Like how, how how to put this? Like it it is it is including them in like the uh, exaggeration and the grotesquerie of their celebration. Let's put it that way. And talking about sure. their netting, which is their their word for like uh, <laughs> vagina. Um, and that that sort of thing. So this is like the first one where it, it feels like they are not only like being positive, but high status positive, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think there's still some problematic. Oh, I'm not elements. saying it's perfect. I'm not saying they like <laughs> uh, are doing great necessarily, <laughs> but at least what they're, what they're attempting to do is like something I don't think we've seen them try before. Right. I think there's some really interesting moments. Um, Something that's been helpful for me in uh, coming out as non-binary to myself as well as to other people is being able to take some distance and and be like, okay, this is like cis people stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're dealing with this in the way that they know how to. And I don't have to condemn people for... uh, having a gendered experience right. of themselves or mm-hmm. of others. Um, I think my uh, video just disappeared because my phone died. So I'm just going to you look different, use my Cameron. other camera. You look like sort of a, a throbbing phone <laughs> next to a laptop <laughs> these days. How's this? Can you see me now? I can see you. Yeah. Okay, great. That's um, a good angle on you, actually. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This is my good side. <laughs> uh what was I going to say? Okay. Yeah. Um, you were going to say the cishets are at it again, I think. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but yeah. in, a, in a nice way, you know, yeah. it's like, it's been kind of nice to distance myself and be like, oh, this is like how, this is how masculinity is expressing itself and figuring itself out and finding balance with um, femininity Mm-hmm. And it is not the job of every person to be a perfect balance of uh, right. feminine and masculine, mm-hmm. even though on the inside, the way I feel like is like, I want to destroy gender. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. That is not how everyone feels. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know? Uh, yeah. I made that space for the trans binary people and, on accident have made that space for the cis binary people. (laughs) All that is to say, this is a song about how women can pick up the pieces uh, of men who Mm -hmm. have experienced, I'm reading, I'm projecting a lot into this, Mm -hmm. but about how men are hurt by patriarchy and hurt by other men. And women are there with certain skills and certain, um, types of empathy and emotional intelligence that and can emotional support labor in ways. Yeah. Emotional labor is a, is a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, let's talk about those specifics. Uh, uh, who don't when stop you lose control who steers, right? Who knows all your biggest fears? Who always listens to your friends mm-hmm. and really cares? Who knows how broke you really are? What kind of joke you really are? Who always treats you like a super fucking star? Uh, there's some really lovely stuff in there, but there's mm-hmm. also some like, you know, kind of like, Ooh, that's like kind of dark, you know? Yes. Who always listens to your rants? Mm-hmm. Uh, who, when you lose control, who steers? Yeah. Uh, there's um, a tacit admission of, um, 
of guilt, mm-hmm. but maybe not saying like why there's right. guilt there. It's mm-hmm. it's still just kind of a boys will be boys, but it is mm-hmm. acknowledging a like when women will be women. It's it means something be- uh, bigger and grander, and there's something you know like that when boys will be boys, they can't achieve and they need women there. Right. And there, there is respect in there, but there's also pedestaling and the, in mm-hmm. apparently a kind of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my, that being, that's one of my, that, that dumb joke said, I always make where I'm like, Oh, women are beautiful, perfect angels. And it's like that kind of uh, <laughs> viewpoint is maybe, maybe if we're grading like shitty viewpoints is maybe better than like, being a total misogynist but it's also a form of misogyny and is also shitty um, it it kind of reminds me and again it is it is fraught to draw direct parallels between issues of gender and race and you should always like take this stuff with a grain of salt mm-hmm. but it reminds me of the stories that i've heard the studies i've heard about of like um the Western medical establishment assuming that um, black people are more capable of experiencing and uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? And experiencing pain and undergoing pain and enduring pain. Enduring, than white yeah. People are. Yeah, I was I was the literally just the I'm looking for. reading uh, uh, someone on the I believe the black twitter sub uh, subreddit which just reposts tweets from black twitter uh just talking about how flabbergasting it is that the that the um opioid epidemic like pretty much passed right over black people just because doctors are just super racist and they're like you know black people don't need these <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah i think insane. yeah i think that's i mean i I haven't looked at any studies and all I can say is anecdotally, but I think that it has reached black people at this point, <laughs> the epidemic, okay. but I, I know what you're talking about. And yeah, I think there's some, there's some legitimate things to look at there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And anytime that you pedestal a people, a type of person, you are, uh, assuming that they are a, that they are more noble and they're or, or, or better equipped or something and therefore able to endure more abuse. And, um, Mm -hmm. this is like kind of the dark side to some of these concepts of like, you know, last Olympics, everyone was like, you know, black girl magic, Simone Mm -hmm. Biles and et cetera. And, uh, and then this Olympics, when she decided to stop when, she was afraid of hurting herself for and because she didn't trust herself to be able to not hurt herself. Um, there were a lot of people who uh, disowned her or um, uh, who, who were very offensive, said offensive things about her mm-hmm. um, because she decided to not go for the gold or whatever. Right. And um, there was also like a, an outpouring of, respect for boundary setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's this idea of, yeah, if, if someone shows humanity shows like weakness shows vulnerability, then that is, um, then that means that they are less deserving of respect and yeah. And vice versa. Right. So, yeah. Um, real time follow up. I, uh, managed to look up a source that 
shows exactly what you're talking about, that yes, uh, the opioid crisis has um, uh, become less less uh, racially divided. And uh, come to think of it, the tweet I, I was reading might have been specifically talking about some of the early years, like between 2000 and 2010 or something. So I take it back. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I, it felt important to... I think there's truth in what you're saying, but I think that the tides have changed. Right. Um, yeah. So... Speaking of like masculinity figuring like figuring itself out, um, they literally say that women are stronger. Like a woman is who's stronger than a man? A woman. And so, well, I have a sound sample. Of that. Who's stronger than a man? The only one you know who can who rescues you again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Who's sexy, hot as hell? Who's inside smokes her out and show? Whose love's a warm euphoric, captivating spell? So, <laughs> I mean, again, I think that is like problematic in all the ways that we've talked about, but it's I think a, a big step for the especially Shaggy to say that like. Women are like women are stronger than men, and you know, as reductive and binary as that is, and like all the problematic implications and whatnot, like it's maybe a step for him or them. Uh, I think it is. A, yeah, I agree that it's a step, and also it. I think it is true at the <laughs> end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. Uh, men need to accept the ways that they have been abused by patriarchy and the ways that um, they've both been abused and not given the tools to deal with what they've been given. Um, You know, they haven't been given the uh, emotional and social skills. Um, They haven't been taught how like nurturing others can also uh, be self-healing and mm-hmm. um, empathy and you need all that stuff to be healthy and right. obviously women are uh, robbed of a lot of those things as well um, but uh, yeah I think uh, there is truth in this song it's just that the answer is that's not how it should be mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> right don't let women be uh, stronger than you, you mm-hmm. should get stronger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, and you should be able to do rescuing as well. And mm-hmm. you should, you know, if you want, engage in your own desirability and sexiness, and your insides should smoke your outer shell and <laughs> all of those things. Yeah. And you can engage in all of those same things and learn to be all of those uh same things because those be are all that you can th- be says cameron do it yeah <laughs> be a lady <laughs> those things are those things are cultural mm-hmm. and not biological and there is no excuse uh you can't be everything to everyone obviously and again it is okay to be imperfect or uh to be to not be a fully realized balance individual because that's not how communities work and it's not how individuals work. Um, but there are patterns that need to be upended right. and and looked at. And I think, yeah, this is a step in the right direction for ICP. This is way better than stuff we've seen of them before. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think there's way more <laughs> stepping to be done. Yeah. 
uh, also just like the the recurring gang vocal shouting queens just like warms the the queer cockles of my heart uh so (laughs) gotta point that out um yeah yeah, let's let's keep moving uh insomnia is one you wanted to talk about I do. Betty at a crib, bunny watching your ass, jacking off close by. Thoughts in my head, bleeding out of my offices. While the fucking fine ass twin porpoises. Is this a grizzly clown being eaten by my teddy bear? Of course it is. I need some shot. I just need some sleep. Can I doze off? I'm behind on sleep. I need some shot. There's a bare naked lady song called Who Needs Sleep? Where the chorus is, who needs sleep? Well, you're never going to get it. Who needs sleep? Tell me what's that for. Who needs sleep? Be happy with what you're getting. There's a guy who's been awake since the Second World War. I used to listen to BNL every once in a while. Yeah. I, pre- I like that the choruses are very prosaic. They say exactly what the song is about. And then yeah. the verses are some of the most surreal imagery that like has ever been depicted in... Uh, mm-hmm. Insane Clown Posse Yes, And I appreciate them because often Insane Clown Posse has like a low concept idea. And then, I mean, we were just talking about this earlier. They're like, what if someone was wretched? (laughs) You know, (laughs) what if someone was really actually evil and not cool? Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, and then they don't really have anything to say about it. But I think as we've discussed in the show before, this idea that hip hop... um, is often the the art form is the opposite of concision. It's mm-hmm. can you take a small idea and expand it out in a way that it that sort of it, it doesn't have to be an essay. If anything, some of the best hip hop, because you have to put in so many words, is able to um, riff on an idea in a way that is uh, pleasurable in small moments. So it's all very surreal, and the the whole the opposite of concision idea. I think that's what I was talking about. They're just talking about weird stuff that you would imagine as you're kind of drowsing, like as you're in between waking and sleeping in that insomnia state. And normally it would be just kind of boring from ICP as they're describing. Mm-hmm the stuff you would see, but I think it's pretty fun and clever. Uh, do you want to play a sound sample? Yeah, I do want to do that. Oh, there it is. Sorry. I was looking at, um, the one from the previous song that we actually didn't get to, where it says shaggy Tude up says to tighten your butt cheeks. And I got really distracted. Uh, this is the right <laughs> sound sample, which is not that one. 17,665. What even just happened there? Okay, so he's talking about counting sheep. Uh-huh. And they're ju- but in his imagination, he's counting sheep and they're jumping off a cliff and right. landing at the bottom. And he starts to notice that there is a beat as they uh, as their feet uh, as their bones snap and that heap stack and meat slap and flesh mm-hmm. smack and that beats fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's such a that's such a fun idea. They're taking mm-hmm. this idea of uh, counting sheep 
and turning it into a carnival-esque. Mm-hmm. And then tying it back in with, like, hip-hop. And uh, I just... I think that's fun and not boring like a lot of this, like, oh, what are what else is kind of spooky? Yeah. It's, it's a moment of genuine, like, invention and transformation. It reminds me... I mean, this is something I... I um, a comparison I drew early on in our ICP series, but uh, the poet Baudelaire... Charles Baudelaire uh, wrote this book called Flowers of Evil, which is full of like um, grotesqueries that are somewhat similar to ICP sometimes. Um, And this reminds me of something he would write where it's like this, it starts from like a very horrific place, but then it's like transformed in this weird, like metamorphosis. It's really interesting. Yeah. 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 it's these moments that often I feel like listening to ICP is like listening to like my six year old kind of like, ha! you know, like want to talk about things that Ooh. he thinks are like, yeah, you know, um, interesting or like, you know, his imagination is, is sort of like limited mm-hmm. by the awe of the world around him. <laughs> Just Damn, like, Cam, your, your kid sounds dumb as hell. <laughs> I mean, what, what I'm saying is just like when you're that young, often just observation itself right. is so novel because right. like you're constantly getting new ideas mm-hmm. and you can't necessarily develop Ma- magnets. How do they work? Ideas. Yeah. I mean, often like, you know, like my, my son is like, let's play superheroes. Uh, here's my superpower. I have like electricity powers and like, we never actually get into the role playing and developing of it. Cause that idea itself is still just so potent. Right. What if I was a superhero with electricity powers? Mm-hmm. What if you didn't know that I did? And then you found out that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, that's, that's as developed as it gets, which mm-hmm. is understandable. But like, right. that's often how I feel about ICPs, like lyrics about horror yeah. is, um, they just have all this sort of filler and, where they get really good and spicy is when they come up with crazy ideas like this. Like, let's take this idea, this trope mm-hmm. of watching, of counting sheep, and then let's turn it into this carnival-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and, and tell a joke with it. Right. And have it be funny, which is the main point of why I'm here. Yes. Um, do you want to move on? Um I was I was thinking about talking about the song "The Drunk and the Addict." Um, there, there's some interesting stuff in there. It also has like one of the roughest. Oh, this is this was the song where I was. I got okay. We can talk about it very quickly. All right, here's a sound sample. Yeah, so very quickly, this is a song about, uh, it's sort of Violent J and Shaggy as being a drunk and an addict. Um, This was that other song I was blaming. Yes. Yeah, and this is the other song I was referring to when I was like, 
how much on this album are they trying to undercut some of the shitty things they say um specifically like shaggy has maybe some of the most just vile like misogynist lyrics that maybe has ever come out of his mouth um in verse two i have a sound sample but i'm like actually hesitant to play it it's really bad um i don't know what do you think uh which one are you talking about verse two maybe you could just read it yeah um tuck your pussy hussy you ain't no damn big shot a Nedden's really just a baby baby bag until then a cock sock gulp tank chug down smash guzzle liquor hitting it's you i'm quitting fuck you and your fuzzy pickle mitten i don't really know what that means (laughs) well okay so the net okay (sighs) a Nedden's just a baby bag until then a cock sock um okay i get pretty disrespectful uh then he's talking about he's gonna he's he's still drinking but what he's gonna quit instead of quitting drinking is he is going to quit this woman or women in general it's you i'm quitting he says fuck you and your fuzzy pickle mitten which is uh i think a reference to a hairy vulva being a quote-unquote pickle mitten which if it weren't in the context of these like absolutely awful lyrics it would be great and hilarious doesn't Um, make any sense it doesn't make any goddamn sense yeah but it's evocative uh and if it wasn't in the context of these like horrific lines i think i could be very charmed by it um it's like the it's like listening to Lil Wayne, you know. He's yeah. just like his brain works in some kind of interesting ways, and he says weird shit yeah. that is like hard to like. Uh, it gets it worms its way into your brain, right. and it's like I think you're awful. Uh huh. But <laughs> yeah, so I I can't tell if like he means to be presenting this as like his viewpoint or something that he believes or what he thinks he subscribes to or whatnot, or if it is meant to be an example of how people lash out when they're drunk and say like absolutely awful right. things, you know? Um, yeah, it's hard to say. Because it's in the context of a song about like how like beholden to substances these two have been during their lives, you know? That's it, a good point. And it's like how much self-awareness do they have? How much ability do they have to work on like levels of irony because that is a form of irony. Um, yeah, it's it's unclear. <laughs> Can I read the lyrics? I think it's really funny. Okay, yeah. Uh, here go a neat fact. I eat mad crack. <laughs> and repeat that back. My teeth will be flat back. Oh. I did it. Oops. My mouth a hole of black goop. Little kids go, what goes in that hole, mom? Poof. Poop. It's I actually so, like infantile I have, and stupid. I have a sound sample of that because it's actually a, oh, okay. a moment of flow on this on this album. So let's let's hear it from the the man himself. That's great. He that says, like, pills yeah. help me coop. And, and then, then in the background, someone's like, cope? <laughs> Are pills dope? Nope. Such control. I crush them. Huh. I crush and snort them up my face or plug them up my butthole. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. 
That's good. Um, there's also a skit. And it's, I kind of like that. I typically don't like skits very much on hip hop albums or songs, but this one I, I like pretty well. Party City. You guys got balloons? Oh, yes, a wide variety. You got, um, uh, excuse me? Excuse me? Can't. Heroin! <laughs> <laughs> he's calling up the party <laughs> supply store and he's looking for balloons and he's got he's like you got a heroin that's pretty cute I like that um, we should talk about Slapnut really briefly mostly because they, they reference we're not sorry that we tricked you uh, which okay. again it previously had been them talking about being religious yeah there's not much more i have to say about the song except it's like kind of interesting and it seems to almost imply that their like whole christian phase was itself a kind of joke or a trick of some kind um didn't seem that way at the time but who knows well i think maybe the last song we could talk about is don't touch that flower and i can just read a few of the lyrics and you can play sound sample because this is ostensibly what the album's about and then we can call it. Oh, I really want to talk about Carnival of Lights. I really do. Oh, okay. Do you want, do you oh, want to do that? I need to, before I need to go to bed soon. I do, too. I do, lunches too. I do, too. But, okay, fine. Let's do both. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about Don't Touch That Flower first? Or Carnival of Lights might be nice. Yeah, let's do that on. real quick. Okay. So Mm -hmm. this sums up what they, the cautionary tale Mm -hmm. of Yum Yum Bedlam. Mm -hmm. Restrict yourself from quick desires. Trust not in those you admire. Hmm. Betrayal will sting your heart like fire. Yum yum, the yum yum flower. Would you lust for a demon scorned if it took an angelic form? Soaked in your blood, her body's warm. Yum yum, the yum yum flower. This feels like red pill stuff. Mm -hmm. This feels like, you know, women, if they have their way, just sort of want to sap you of your energy and your resources and your happiness. Um, I mean, it would so. feel that way if it seemed like ICP was meaning this to be like a representative or like a metaphor for women or an allegory, but I don't really think that's how they intend it. I think they are pretty specifically meaning it about this one character. I don't know. What do you think? Right. Again, it's like, is there any metaphorical way to the idea of Yemimbedlam or not? <laughs> right. I mean, it is yeah. it is troublesome that this is like I think their first character, like you know, album Joker's card. I think uh, the, the character yeah. that is a woman, I believe. Um, yeah, I I wish that this 
that there is any the most that it blames the men in this like in in this song and the other songs in this album the like one or two other ones that like reference this idea mm-hmm. i wish that it was talking about the men like deserving it in some way yeah or you know but this is this is sort of just like a a limp sort of presentation Bisky. of the idea of the toxic femininity right you know the which maybe a, a better way of putting that would be um femininity within patriarchy mm-hmm. um right the, the idea that uh women who are trying to acquire power within the patriarchal structure will hurt men mm-hmm. um which i think is true <laughs> mm-hmm um but uh i don't think that this th- this paints the the men as sort of fools and victims as opposed to sort of deserving it by trying to play this game mm-hmm. you know right uh yeah so i don't really trust them to make this kind of nuanced point right yeah i agree and again maybe they're not making a point at all i don't know Maybe they're like, whoa, yeah, what if, like, a lady was sexy, but she actually wanted to kill you? We what if she was just going to chomp you, and she was a big, uh, like, chomper plant, like from Super Mario? <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. that's all I have to say. This is the Protect Your Heart song for men. <laughs> yeah, For straight men. Um, you want to yeah. talk about Carnival of Lights? I do want to talk about it, unfortunately. Like, yeah, we got to go to bed, but real quick, let's talk about this one. Blue back, fat man, smoke your dickheads. Who cares? You came first in a nerd fest. Your beard has a bird's nest. You piss a nipple on your third breast. It's the carnival of con. It's illuminated. Walk right into the light, boy. You made it. We got you. Let's take it to a place where they rejoice your voice and celebrate your face. We got you. Climb aboard and discover your sisters and your brothers and significant others. We got you. It's free to get in. I love this song. This is such a triumphant yeah. celebratory uh, song about the community that they've built. Um, and, and it, it is, it performs a major um, inversion of their imagery. They go from the dark carnival to the carnival of light. Like, I feel like the album should end with this song. And because again, like it's not clear if ICP is going to release another album. Violent J has been having heart troubles. I think this could have been like a great just I mean it is like a great cap on their career. I would have preferred if it was the very last song, but it's still like, you know, this great me- like um exploration of this community that they've built and this like found family um that they have sort of founded. <laughs> um and uh yeah, it's it's the chorus is we got you. Our wagons take you to a place where they rejoice your voice and celebrate your face. We got you, climb aboard and discover your sisters and your brothers and significant others. Um, rides free and it's free to get in. Whatever shape you be, you perfectly fit in. Um, and then, you know, because we see your soul shining bright and we're the carnival of lights, we're the carnival of lights. Um, and I don't know. I, I I feel like it's, they really pull it off. It doesn't seem like cheesy. I mean, you know, if, if you had told me that ICP was going to write a song where they took the dark carnival and made it a carnival of lights and it was all about much clown love you you could imagine that being like cheesy and sentimental and not very effective but i think it's it's pretty effective and i think there's a uh actually a deeply moving uh moment um in the bridge um 
I think I have, uh, yeah. I, I have most of the bridge in two separate sound samples because that I think is fair use. I think if you just split them up, that, that uh, it just sort of circumvents the copyright laws. Um, right. So let's listen to, <laughs> let's listen to the go back and forth. There's so many great little, just like two word uh, phrases there. Poop nerds, dick lips, <laughs> pin dicks. They say pin dicks. Uh, thick hips, hip chicks, uh, wax sluts, flat butts, uh, cockmouths, knockouts, dingbats, stink cats, dick nose, shitholes, trick hoes, droop tits, poop dicks, two bits, group kids, <laughs> uh, pork lips is one of them. Uh, and then they keep building throughout this bridge and they take it to this place. <laughs> That's kind of powerful. That's that like, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if it works for other people, but it, it gets me like it's it's powerful to like take this whole litany of outcasts and the butts of jokes. Like even in, you know, the wokest circles, you will still find, you know, someone casually being like, oh, that guy driving by with his big truck, he must have a tiny dick. And, you know, as, as quote unquote, like woke as this community or people are like, they're still body shaming. And yeah. What if someone has a small penis? Like, do do you think they have control over that? (laughs) Um, and not to mention like, you know, coded language, like, uh, cock mouths, uh, trick hose, these, these groups that, you know, in, in various, you know, circles, like a homophobic circle might, uh, you know, use the word cock mouth. Uh, or a swerf or swarm group group might use the word like trick hose. Um, yeah, they're just like, they just go through and they'd say a bunch of shit that doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, skeet mouth, pork lips, uh, poop nerds I mentioned earlier. Uh, dope rats. I guess that one makes sense. Uh, meat sluts, geek nerds, street butts, weak butts. There's a lot of like shit that just like is really goofy and exaggerated and doesn't make sense. But then they get, they like are yelling back and forth at each other. Stale bum, felt dumb. Let's go. Welcome. I don't know. I yeah. feel like that's powerful. I like that. Yep. And it's it's like a good summation of yeah their found family and I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, dropouts. Mm-hmm. Fat fat fucks. Mm-hmm. Cop outs. Mm-hmm. Droop tits, <laughs> poor kids. There's hippos. some actual like hippos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there's some uh, there's some phrases in here that actually hold some specific meaning that I think are powerful to have as your inclusive statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they say fat fucks twice. Do they? <laughs> and then they say fat turds. <laughs> yeah, they do. They mention. <laughs> fatness they do say fat fucks twice you're right yeah 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 uh that's funny yeah. okay. <laughs> poor kids Carnival dork dicks, pork lips yeah um yeah i i, I like this song it's, i'm into it um and it's i think it's a great 
send off for ICP, at least for now. Maybe they'll release another album, but yeah, this like, is the best. Um, this is the best ICP before, gets, I think. But like Violent J has, uh, he got diagnosed with um, something. I forget what it was. It's, it's something a I'm heart condition with. of some kind. Yeah, so he's ICP is disbanding, um, as far as we know. I mean, he might come back and like record more. It's very possible. Or maybe there will be a new configuration. Yeah. Um, he announced it's he was... such a lifestyle brand at this point. That, right, like, yeah. I'd be surprised if it's the last studio album, but mm-hmm. this might be the yeah. last episode. Wikipedia so. says heart failure and uh, subsequently announced ICP's farewell tour taking place in 2022. Uh, Interesting. And he added that he will continue to play live when he is physically able. So Okay. Yeah. So they'll probably still keep recording stuff. Yeah, because that would be less okay. strenuous, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's that song sums up, like, to what to me is, like, the best part of ICP. Yeah. We got you. All right. Well, now we absolutely need to go to bed. This instant, um, I'm pulling up all the stuff that I say. Yes. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week with ABBA, their new album that they came out with this year. Um, we're catching back up on whatever, season six. Crazy. Seven or whatever that was. Um, so that we'll, that's what we'll be talking about next week. Uh, in the meantime, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet us at Tobias Podcast. Join the Discord. The link will be in the show notes. You can uh, hang out with some really cool people. Uh, it's not high traffic, so it's like will be pretty low impact. But the stuff that it, it's it's quantity or fuck, quality over quantity. It's quantity over quality. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm dumb. Uh, there's some fun stuff happening and fun memes posted and jokes and stuff. Um, uh, you can support the show. Uh, oh, also, if you join the Discord, obviously, you can follow along as we record live, and you can see all the stuff we cut out. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you can write us a review on, on all iTunes. The terribly offensive <laughs> all the stuff. terribly offensive stuff. Uh, you can support us by writing a review on iTunes. You can support us more directly by uh, going to our Patreon at support.boxset.website. Kick us a few bucks. Uh, I think the lowest tier is only $2. Um, and you'll get access to all of our bonus content, which stretches back for years now and is uh, mostly a uh, uh, weekly mini show called what's in the box weekly we're up to almost episode 150 and it's a weekly culture club uh this week we talked about hawaii and what it's like there and um also the legend of cora the tv show specifically i took vacation it's oh, a very right. small sample set yes, i don't very want to small say this is the definitive take of it's hawaii the <laughs> definitive take on hawaiian culture and history that, that and political dynamics and that whole thing yeah it's great it's deeply comprehensive <laughs> um you should also listen to cameron's other podcast it's called get up in the cool and just do it already because i said just so. just fucking do it just fucking do it it's just it's uh you know it's the winter time coming up here which means it's going to be a lot of you know kind of nice little local episodes i did a christmas episode a few years ago i might try to do another one Ooh, that sounds fun i would like that yeah i miss i think that christmas episode should be canonized yeah <laughs> in the you know right up there with charlie brown Mm-hmm. okay well it's time to go to bed so Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'm going to go get some demonic brunch or whatever the fuck I said earlier. 
having Cameron DeWitt, and I'm stabbing a slab of goo. Is that loud enough for you? Babies. Does he say babies? He does. Yeah, it's plural. Multiple electric babies. (laughs) A whole posse of babies. That's strange. Mm, A whole nursery full of uh, electricity. Zip zap. A nursery of babies. (laughs) An electricity of babies. (laughs)